Didn't you guys love this? Watching our wonderful Melania. I'm so proud of her. She has such a great attitude with all that she takes. I'm just so ready for her to not be bullied. I was so proud. And I wanted to make sure that you guys know the significance of this. I'm not going to go into it in a lot of detail because I did another video about the pyramids and you may not no, but the pyramids are very symbolic. The enemy has used this great wonder of the world. This The pyramids are the one <laughs> wonder of the world that's still left standing. And they've used it to say that they're the ones at the top of the pyramid. And we're the ones at the base. We're the slaves, blah, blah, blah. But do you know that inside the pyramid, the great pyramid of Giza is a gospel presentation. It really honestly is. You've got to watch the video on it. I'll link it below. That when we are born, we start just going down this slippery slope. And you saw her walking into that place, but it slowly, slowly creeps down, down, down. And if she kept going on that track, she'd get down to the very bottom the pit but i'm sure she didn't go there and then if you if you realize you're going down and you realize oh no i don't want to do that then you there's a there's a passageway where you can you can go start going upward it's going to be a tough tough climb and it's really the christian life and it's funny because they had plugged this thing they'd hidden the way isn't that symbolic too because they they have tried to close up the way to get to god and so it's a picture of of at first it's tough and you have to crouch down but then it uh, the farther you go, the easier the climb gets. And yes, it's difficult, but it's really just so amazing. And at the very tip top is the is the, what they call the king's chamber. It's just remarkable. Um, so yes, yeah, so she's over there with the, those photo ops, uh, kind of just really stick it in the eye, in the eye of Horace of those people. I thought that was terrific. Um, today, I'm going to show you guys Matthew 24 and 25. I'm reposting this video because a lot of you, I don't think have seen it. And it's so important that even if you're not getting freaked out by the news and all that they said about the end times, listen to this video very, very carefully and see if you can really understand it well enough that you can actually share it with someone else who is freaked out. And my encouragement is to stay away from the, from the news, but that's, that's your business. But I just really, I don't even, I don't even get involved. You hear about the things in the news without participating, without listening. So the other thing is I wanted to just pop this verse on here real quick for you guys to think about and pray about. And you know, honestly, I really didn't know what this verse was talking about all these years because I didn't know of how terribly awful these that what they're doing is. I just and I thought that was from the old days. There was just way back in the day when they would do all these horrible rituals, and now we've understood that that is not old time. This is what they've been doing and how they've been running the world. But look at First John chapter five. Uh, starting with verse 16, if you see a fellow believer sinning in a way that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give that person life. But, but there is a sin that leads to death. And I'm not saying that you should pray for those who commit it. All wicked actions are sin, but not every sin leads to death. What is he talking about here? 
this is, I guess some people think of it as the unpardonable sin, and they don't really understand what that's really what that is, uh, or the sin that leads to death. This is what this is. This is this occultism, this child sacrifice, this blood, you know, cannibalism, all of that. That is what it is. And so why would the Lord say this? It's a crossing over a very wicked line. And it's basically having the enemy come to dwell within them. It's just awful. Just like you and I, we ask the Lord, Holy Spirit, come to dwell within me, work through me, speak through me, think through me, live through me, right? They are doing it with the dark side. And these people are, they're gone. They're apostate. And I'm just saying this, I want you to be aware of this, this passage so that I don't want your hearts to break over these people to, to the point where you are really, upset about them this is their own volitional choice they were not in one sense deceived they made this choice and he says here i'm not saying that you should even pray for those who commit it so i just wanted to, to put that out there for you guys to prayer uh, for prayer and to consider and um but obviously all the rest of us who've been deceived by the news and uh by their their lies about Trump, their lies about everything political and everything in God's word, especially the end times. Pray for that. Pray for the people to come out of this deception, which it is going to happen and very soon. All right. So here we go. Let's, let's talk Matthew 24 and 25. As Jesus was leaving the temple grounds, his disciples pointed out to him the various temple buildings. So these temp, the temple was absolutely beautiful breathtaking but these guys his buddies his disciples they're from galilee they don't have anything near like that nothing at all they're just marveling at all this amazing stuff and and you know beautiful buildings are that's wonderful but it's more about people right and so it's not about buildings it's about building up people and uh, our, our, our relationships anyway so Jesus responded do you see all these buildings I tell you the truth they will be completely demolished not one stone will be left on top of another so look at the picture I'm putting right here do you see those stones they're just not one is on top of each other what the Romans did they came in and they literally shoved the 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 the, the temple all the stones off and they fell and they're still right where they fell 2000 years ago in in AD 70 this is what Jesus was telling them this is what's going to happen this is going to happen and it did this was in like AD 33 when he was you know somewhere around there when he was talking to his disciples and this happened in AD 70 sure as he had said it would so um, why would that why would the lord allow that to happen and one of the one of the reasons this is not you know, I don't know everything, and you know, God, He doesn't tell me everything. But I know that we, um, you know, the genealogical records were in the temple, and they needed the genealogical records so you would know that Jesus, who, who was the Christ, uh, they've been waiting for a promised Messiah. This per promised Messiah had to come from the seed of Abraham, and so we have the genealogical record uh, uh, recorded in the book of uh, Matthew 
and in Luke. So both genealogical records from Matthew, uh, from Joseph's line and from Mary's line. So we know that he is the Christ. And so now you couldn't have a, 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 another Messiah come because you could no longer track him back all the way through the genealogical records. So that's another proof that Jesus is the, the, the promised Messiah. Um, so, you know, there was no longer a need for that particular building. And it can almost become counterproductive if we think about a going to a building, that we go to a church. No, we are the church. We are his body. We are his building that's being built up stone after stone and that we are his house every place. You and I are, are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So, all right, so he said that's what's going to happen. Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. The Mount of Olives is across the Kidron Valley um, from the Temple Mount. And when you're sitting on the, the, the Mount of Olives, you cannot miss the Temple Mount. It's right there, just bam. So uh, his disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us, when will all this happen? So they're talking about when will this be destroyed? Okay, they see this beautiful temple. They're looking at it at that point. We just get to see the mount. But they're like, when will all of this happen? That's their first question. Their next question is, what sign will signal your return? Okay, that's question number two. And, and the end of the world. So they have three questions, okay? So we have to understand what, before we go off and read something or someone pulls something out of context and, and starts off on some goose chase or some rabbit trail that gets us freaked out, we have to understand what, what are the questions that are being answered. Okay, uh, so Jesus told them, okay, now this, this certain part right here from verses 4 through 14, he's giving a summary, okay? So, and, and, and that's so much like what um, what's happened in the book of Daniel, for example, where the angel of the Lord would come and give a, 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 a summary, and then he'll go into more detail. Same thing happens in the book of Genesis. You have Genesis 1, which is a summary, and then you have the, the other uh, chapters 2, etc., who get more detail. So this happens a lot. He gives you just a snippet, and then he gets into more detail. Uh, it's just the way they do it. Anyway, Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name, claiming I'm the Messiah. They will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world, but this is only the first of the birth pains with many more to follow. I love how it talks about the, the birth pains. It reminds me of that Revelation 12 sign, right? Because it's a, it's so many times it's about a birth. We're trying to birth this kingdom. We're trying to get this baby born, right? Anybody who's a, a mom who's been in labor, you know what I'm talking about. You're like, oh, come on. Anyway, uh, guys, you'll never know. Anyway, then you will be arrested and persecuted and killed. You'll be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. So you see the progression. It's just, you know, the, the love has grown cold. And so kind of, I think that's where we are now. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it. And then the end will come. Okay, so let me, let me, um, let me back up. The good news about the kingdom it is the king, him being the king of the kingdom. That's the kind of kingdom I want to be a part of, right? And where it's a kingdom of peace and love and, and no more of this satanic stuff and uh, stealing and Iran deals and nuclear, just, uh, uh. anyway, so, and uh, it'll be preached throughout the whole world. So that 
has happened. It has just recently been completed where we have been able to reach the entire world uh, because of the ability to travel, because of the ability for uh, communications, because of the Internet. Um, and the missionaries have taken up the slack in those areas where we don't have the Internet. And so this has been accomplished. Not to say that every man, woman, and child is a, is a believer, but it says the good news will be preached. Okay, the gospel has been preached to all, uh, so that all nations will hear it. Everyone in the in, in the, every nation has heard of the love of Christ and how to receive uh, forgiveness. So, if you don't know, I want you to know that you anyone, anyone doesn't matter who they are, what what we've done, we can receive forgiveness by faith in Christ. His blood can wash away our sins, and by faith in Him, we're totally forgiven. God looks at us as if we never did even one thing wrong, not even a thought. And our, we're, we're totally spotless in his sight. And that's why we, we hold, if you don't know why we hold on to Jesus, that's why. Because nothing that we can do can wash away sin. Uh, making t- a thousand videos isn't going to do it. Uh, forget spending a lot of money helping some. No, it, none of that's going to do it. But the blood of Christ can wash away sin. So, the day is coming. Okay, so that was the end of the summary. Okay, so he's given that summary. Now, he starts in, he's going to answer that first question. What was the first question? It was about when will the temple be destroyed? He says, okay, the day is coming when you will see what Daniel the prophet spoke about. The sacrilegious object that causes desecration standing in the holy place. Okay, so now he's going in and he says, Daniel prophesied about this. Okay, so you guys may not be terribly familiar with that. But okay, I'm going to do one quick thing. I'm going to change to the King James Version because I'm going to use these weird words. But it's, 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 it's important that we know some weird words sometimes, right? He says, when uh, this is chapter 24 of Matthew, verse 15. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in, stand in the holy place. Whosoever reads, let him understand. So in other words, don't pass this by. Understand that we're talking about a prophecy that's being fulfilled that Daniel saw at that point, it was like 600 years before. So now 2,600 years ago. So he had seen this and it was going to be fulfilled. Okay, Jesus is saying this. Okay, so he's saying, look, this this is the, the destruction of the temple. Um, all right, so um, abomination. Let's not pass by that word. Abomination is anything that is offends the Lord. Anything, God is holy. Angels surround his throne 24-7. Not that there's a clock in heaven, but they're always around his throne, covering their eyes, their feet, and two, they've got six wings. They're flying, and they say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. This is in Isaiah, I think it's chapter 6. It's, it's just, he's holy. And the angels are just, they can't even look upon him, he's so holy. And so, to do something, when he has said clearly in his word not to do something, and someone says, ah, well, that's exactly what I'm going to do. That is from the demons. That is from a demonic influence. That is from hell itself, right? Doing something that you go, I'm, I know, something is precious like a little child. I'm going to hurt that child. What? What? That's an abomination, okay? It's abominable, horrible. It is, it is an offense against our holy God who created this beautiful world, okay? So that's abomination. Okay, what is desolation? Again, this big old word. But desolation, think of it being desolate. Think of being it's empty. Think of being felt forsaken and left alone. And and so what is this for an, on a national scale? This is where someone would feel like they're taking their our, our faith in God. They're taking our ability to worship God. They're taking our, our, our you know, we're, like now we, it's like 
pregnant places, it's just like, well, who do you think you are to pray, right? How do you think you are to speak of the name of Christ in this place? They've taken away so much of our ability to, you know, it's like you go in that little building right there and you could talk about Jesus in there, but you don't come out and talk about that anywhere else. So this is making, trying to make us desolate. And so what did they, what is it talking about? The, the take away the temple, which is, was the, was, uh, where God, uh, his, his presence on earth was revealed, that's what they're, they were trying to take this away and say, no, you're going to be desolate without God, without hope in this world. So he said, when, they, when you see that happening. Okay, so now he says, okay, this is Daniel. So let's run over to Daniel. Okay, so we're going to go to Daniel chapter 9. I'm doing this on version Bible app. I love this thing. And uh, it's just handy dandy. It'll actually read it to me as I'm rolling down the road or whatever. Um, so Daniel 9, verse 27, he says, um, let's go all the way to the bottom. We're just going to read the last little bit. Um, this one is another one. I'm going to go into Daniel chapter 9 another day. Anyway, he, um, in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease. What is this? They had been sacrificing the animals. The animals, they would put their hands on the head of the animal. Their sins would be transferred to the animal, and the animal would be sacrificed. Okay? That was how we, we, set, we transfer our sins to Christ. We no longer need a physical lamb to be sacrificed because Jesus is the Lamb of God. He's the one that our sins get transferred to him, and then we go free, okay, because the lamb has received the, the penalty. Uh, Jesus, the lamb of God, has received the penalty, but they were still doing this, even after Jesus had died and rose again, so they really do not need to have be doing this, okay, and there has not been any more sacrifices since Jesus, well, I don't know what side things Lord only knows, but anyway, there has, since the temple's been gone, they have not been able to do those sacrifices that they had done for all those years, okay? So, sacrifice and oblation, a wor worship to cease, and for the overspreading of abominations. Think of it just spreading over everywhere, just everywhere we're going to have abominations, evil stuff. We're just trying to get evil everywhere. Um, all these things that would offend God just to, just to, Put the fist in his face, abominations. He shall make it desolate. And this happened in A.D. 70. They came in. They pushed the, all the pieces of the temple off. They just they did abominable things in the temple. Okay, uh, so you can research about what all they did. But this is what it's talking about. Even until the consummation. What is the consummation? The consummation is. Where uh, the, the the where where things are, are resolved, or the resolution of all things, the where Jesus comes and and gets it solved and kicks the bad guys out. So they've been able to run roughshod over God's people for a long time, uh, ever ever since He left. Yes, we did get the gospel uh, throughout the world. Yes, we have believers all over the world who can rise into these positions, which is amazing. But you know, this has been going on, and they've been able to get away with a lot of evil. And we're finding out more and more about all the evil that they've been uh, uh, able to do. Anyway, but at that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. So now we're getting to see this is getting poured out on them. They are getting, they are, they're desolate, but they're getting poured out on. They are getting punished. They are getting, uh, uh, you know, in trouble. <laughs> 
then judgment, they are, their, their kingdom is falling, that kingdom of evil, okay? So this is what Daniel had seen. He didn't understand how exactly it was going to happen. Um, uh, the Lord doesn't you know, give it all, give, did not give him all the details, but that's what Jesus is saying, that this is when the temple is going to be destroyed. It's, it's exactly what Daniel was talking about in Jan, Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. So he says, okay, um, he said... Back to, um, all right, so that's verse 15. When you therefore see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whosoever reads, let him understand. Okay, so when you see this happening, when you see, I'm going to go back to the NLT. When you see that happening, you see the Romans coming with all their soldiers. You see the, the battering rams. You see them starting to light things on fire and destroy. This is what he said to do. He said, he said um, those in Judea, Judea is, uh, is basically like the, the county where Jerusalem is. That whole surrounding area is Judea. Must flee to the hills. There's hills everywhere. Get out. There's caves everywhere. You can hide in places, you, but you've got to go. You've got, you have got to go now. Those in Judea must flee to the hills. A person out on the deck of a roof must not go down into the house to pack. It's like when you're, you, there's a fire. Do not go back in that burning house. You, there's nothing you need. You need nothing. You need to get out, okay? A person out in the field must not return to get his coat. How terrible it will be. He's warning people. This is going to happen. Please take this warning. How terrible, terrible it will be for pregnant women and for nursing mothers in those days. So imagine you're in that time period and you're thinking, well, you know, when is this going to happen? Well, they didn't know it was going to be in AD 70. But he did say, pray that your flight will not be in the winter or on the Sabbath. Pray that these guys don't come and do this evil thing on in a, in a winter month when it's going to be hard to travel. Um, or when, you, when you've got little babies, it's impossible to go fast with babies. Pray that, you won't be, it won't, that they won't come um, on a Sabbath day where there's nothing open. There's nothing available. Uh, like back in the day when I was young, the, in the, on the Lord's Day, there was nobody. Nothing was open. You had to get your stuff before. No, obviously, we'll hopefully get back to that. But um, in Israel, that's the same way. They don't have anything open. So that's the way it was back then. For there will be greater anguish than at any time since the world began, and it will never be so great again. In fact, unless the time of calamity is shortened, not a single person will survive. But it will, will be shortened for the sake of God's chosen ones. Okay. So I know I'm going fast, but the, this is talking about this specific thing that was going to happen in AD 70. Okay. So... Um, yes, have things been bad at this time? Uh, no doubt. And, and even Daniel said when sin is at its height. But he is answering a specific question right here. So I don't want you to think that this is a, uh, about what's going to happen in the future. That's not because you know what's so great? We are kicking the beast out. We are kicking. We're killing Goliath. We're getting rid of them. This kingdom is coming and and there's no turning it back. Okay. Yes, we're in the battle. Yes, we're in the throes of Armageddon. But this is, this is, uh, they're not going to win. We're not running away. We're not evacuating. We are going to stay here, stand here and fight and we're going to see the salvation of the Lord. We just are. Okay. So now the next thing is, um, all right. So that was about the temple. Um, he's going to answer the next question. Because he's saying, what will be your the sign of your return? Okay? He says, if anyone tells you, look, here's the Messiah, or there he is, don't believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. See, I have warned you about this ahead of time. So if someone tells you, look, the Messiah is out in the desert, don't go, 
Don't bother to go and look. Or look, he's hiding here. Don't believe it. For as the lightning flashes in the east and shines in the west, so it will be when the Son of Man comes. Okay, so these guys, they love him. They love Jesus. They do not want him to leave. And they were, when he left, they literally looking up in the clouds. They're like, and the angel said, why are you standing here? He's he's gone. He's coming back, but he's he's not coming right away. <laughs> and so you guys have a job to do. So go back, you know, and you get get busy. So you know they wanted him to come back, and so they were. You're you know when you want something really bad, you're you tend to you can fall for anything. Okay, you can fall for something that's not true. So he was saying, look, don't believe them because it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Uh, when lightning, like lightning that flashes from the east to the west, just zing. You will not be able to miss it. You will not miss it when the Son of Man comes back. It's going to be obvious that that things are big, big things, big, big changes. All right. So just as the gathering of vultures shows, there's a carcass nearby. So these signs indicate the end is near. So I'm wondering, if, you know, in, in Revelation chapter 19, it talks about when he comes back that there's that there's like the vultures and they come and they eat the flesh of these people, and that's so gross. But it's 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 they're being destroyed is the point they're being destroyed even there's a sign in the heavens i think it's called corcus it's right underneath them um uh virgo right underneath there's a, and there there's a giant snake and so the 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 the, the, the bird is eating the flesh of this serpent okay and that's like gross to me but still it's good because they're being destroyed they're being gobbled up they're being out of here right so you know how excited i get all right so um, there's a carcass nearby. It's a sign that ends, the end is near. And not the end of the world. Again, it's the end of this evil age. Um, for those who, um, uh, it, we talked about at one point, um, this generation. Let me see if it's farther down. I don't want to miss that part. Because it talks about this generation wouldn't pass away until this all happens. Well, generation we normally think of as, you know, however many years, you know, a lifetime. But this is... This is different. Uh, what he's talking about, the generation is an age. We don't really think of, think in ages, but for example, we were in the age of Pisces. An age goes around 2,000 years. And so since Jesus uh, rose, uh, died and rose again and left, and we've been having the church age, we've been having the age of the Pisces, the fish, right? And so we've been going out fishers, uh, fishers of men, right? So we're now entering into a new age. It's the age of Aquarius, just like that song, right? This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius, right? So the, uh, the age of Aquarius is a picture of a water pot and it pouring out the uh, refreshing water, right? And it's a, it's a pouring out of God's spirit on all flesh. And this is what in the, my video about Joel, I talk about that he what he is doing, he's pouring out his spirit on all flesh in our day. And so we're all being having this awakening. This is not because I'm smarter than anybody else or you are too. It's not about that. It's about God's spirit. And he has come and he's awakened us, right? I'm going to talk about that here in just a little bit. All right. So immediately after the anguish of those days, okay, all this going on, uh, the sun will be darkened. The moon will give no light, and I really do think that, at least at my house, it is hard to see the sunshine sometimes. Right now, it's a pretty day, but it's, I mean, the, yesterday, this even this morning, I woke up, and it's just horrible. The, the, all the stuff in the air, the, it's just, we're, we're swimming in a sea of chemicals. It's terrible. And, like, yesterday morning, I couldn't even see the sun. Like, when, you know, 
it you just it was just covered up. So y'all know what I'm t I'm talking about. And then the moon will give no light. They do this spring a lot of times at night because they you know want don't want us to see what they're doing. You can't see this the the sky and the, and all the streams going across. Um, anyway, but they're getting more brazen. They do it anytime. They don't really care. The stars will fall from the sky and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. So this is about I believe these celebrities, these big muckety mucks who everybody thought they were so terrific and oh this politician and that Hollywood celebrity and all that and we're like they're no good they are creeps they are evil and they I've got to go to get my right they are their powers in the heavens are shaken they are not being able to and they're like what do you mean you're not listening to believing us anymore we're not because we got your number right and then at last the sign of the son of man will appear in the heavens i believe this is the sign in revelation chapter 12 what is the sign of the son of man what is it it's a sign of a, a virgo giving birth to a son and it's a birth of this kingdom uh, there's another video i have um uh maybe it's revelation 12 anyway that I, just look for it i'm in a pink shirt whatever um look for it because it's uh, it gives you more detail i can't go into it now but um that this is a sign just like the, the the wise men received a sign when jesus was born we're getting a sign when his kingdom is being birthed and so when you see that sign of the son of man um you will be appearing in the heavens uh you, you know this is this is happening now this is not just some typical political movement. This is not something. This is written in the heavens. The Lord wrote these things. He said in Genesis 1.14 that they, I've put the sun, moon, and the stars there for signs, seasons, days, and years. So these are signs for us that this is happening now. So I want you to be of good courage and encouraged that this is happening in our day. So when you see that sign, there will be deep mourning among all the peoples of the earth. I think we've seen that. We've seen people mourning, uh, especially when they realize that they're getting in big, big trouble, right? There's mourning all over the earth. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So this is going to be, like I said, power and great glory. It's, uh, it will be just a, a a powerful thing uh, because of this kingdom is coming and it's going to be different from what we've endured and there'll be uh, no doubt uh, that this is the, the Lord who's doing it and that's what I keep saying this is the Lord doing this um, we are not able to do this 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 cabal is so evil you know like like Hugh said uh, he's only telling us yeah, can only tell us like 40 percent 20 to 40 percent and it's just so involved and so evil there we don't even know enough of the evil things that they've done and where and all that to be able to conquer this but the lord does and he is directing each of our steps to solve it and to resolve it so thank you lord um he will send out his angels with a mighty blast of a trumpet i love this so trump every time you look around there's a trump anyway he, so and they will gather his chosen ones from all over the world from the farthest ends of the earth and heaven i truly believe that's us you guys we've each one heard this trumpet blast i remember the day when i'm like wait wait i heard that i didn't hear a trumpet but I'm just like something's going on and we begin to be researching and there's nothing that can stop us we're just going to fight and fight and fight and so these angels literally just came and tapped us <laughs> hello wake up i've got something a job for you to do and so we are doing that what an honor what a privilege i want you to be excited about what uh, the lord has given to us to do now this is so cool because look at what just happened yesterday in israel uh in for jerusalem to be now the embassy uh for the united states of america in israel 
So it's in now in Jerusalem. Listen to this. Now learn a lesson from the fig tree. What is the fig tree? Is it just like any? No, no, no. The fig tree represents Israel. The fig tree is 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 the is the sign of of a, a blessing that the blessing comes through this this uh, luscious fig tree. And so we have the gospel. We have the Bible. The words of God from the people. They're the root. They, it all came from them. We are we've our branches that have been grafted in, but we're the wild ones, right? We're the wild branches. They are the original, and so they are the ones that we receive the word of God from. And I'm just so excited. I believe that very soon that they're going to have a wake up call. I think they're even now having it. So uh, you know, it's not. You know, sometimes we can be turned off by religion, but we're not turned off by Christ. I think that's what they're learning is that Christ is wonderful. Uh, what they've heard maybe maybe through these uh, religious teachers is wrong, but they in their hearts love Christ. They're learning to love him. They're learning that they, you know, and I don't know that they realize what, what it is, but they're loving the kingdom of Christ coming, right? So, now learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branches bud and its leaves begin to sprout, you know that summer is near. So that's what's happening. We had the... Um, the the establishment of the Jewish state, right? We've had that first, and now we're having uh, where the embassy is is being put there, and I think a, a lot of more amazing things are to come because they're being recognized as that they're an independent nation. They get to choose where they want to have their capital, and um, we're not going to play this little game anymore where they don't have the right to have their own co uh, country. So when you see that branch budding and its leaves beginning to sprout, you know summer's near. So there's no doubt the branches are budding uh, and its leaves are beginning to sprout. All these years, it has, they haven't been uh, able to do this. So um, in the same way, when you see all these things, you know his return is very near, right at the door. I tell you the truth. Okay, here's the verse. This generation will not pass away from the scene until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. So that's what I was talking about before. That this generation, at this age, they obviously, the guys that he was talking to, they're talking to Peter and John and the rest of the disciples. They have not been able, you know, they passed away, right? They went on to be with the Lord. They went on to heaven. But it's saying this age will not, so it's going to happen. He was saying it's, it's not going to happen like in, you know, 50,000 years. It's going to be in this age, okay? This age won't pass away. So we're right at the end of this, uh, the other age and beginning. And the way the age is turned is, is not like a flipping a switch. It's a, it's a gradual turning. So, yay, we're getting brighter and brighter and brighter every day. So, however, no one knows the day or hour when things these things will happen. Not even the angels in heaven nor the Son of himself. Only the Father knows. When the Son of Man returns, it will be like in the days of Noah. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right to the time Noah entered his boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. That is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. So, you know, we are not happy that these arrests have not been made. These 28,000 indictments, like, go ahead and arrest them, right? But what Q has been telling us is that we have to make sure that the justice system is in place where these people will not get away with their crimes. And so, you know, it's like, Right now, they're doing some, still doing things. They're still doing the shadow government thing. They're still trying to to work out issues with the Iran deal, and and you're like, really? You know, and and, and Hillary's trying to do all this um, uh, working deals, like, really, really. But you know what? This is this is kind of like in the days of Noah. 
you know, they didn't know what was going to happen until the, the trap was sprung. And that's what Q told us way back, way back at the beginning. He said, how do you catch a dangerous animal? You have to be stealthy. You have to be wise. You cannot... You know, say, hey, I'm coming, right? You have to be sneaky. And so they have to not, they think, oh, everything's going to be fine. And then, boom, the trap falls, okay? So don't worry. It's all good. You know, but I know, I know. If you wanted to go faster, I'm just telling you one thing. Pray. Because you know what? With your, you can run around and like a chicken with his head cut off. But your best thing is to, if when, and me too. I'm talking to myself too. I can get a million times more accomplished just by one minute in prayer. The Lord can set things in motion. You've seen it from the different stories that I've told you from the Bible. That you, It sets things in motion that there's no way I could do. I can't. But the Lord can. And He said, you ask and you'll receive. Okay? So let's pray. And let's pray that... I'm going to make a prayer uh, a video. And we're going to pray against all these things that they're doing. And pray for... All of, all of God's people and what we're all doing, okay? And we're going to pray this. We're going to pray it every day. We're going to pray it until we see it. And that's what it said in Isaiah 62. You're going to be your watchman. You're on the wall. You're not going to rest. You're not going to give him rest until you see this happen. Boom. There you go. Importunate woman. Remember that video? Isaiah 62. Now, here's two men will be working in the field. One will be taken. The other left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken. The other left. What I've said before, and I still believe it so, is that these two men, for example, these two men are judges. One is taken to get Mo, and the other is left to do a good job. One CEO of a, of a tech company is left to do a good job. The other one, off, out, out, out to get Mo. Okay? They're out of there. So it's, it's, uh, that's what it's talking about is, is these people are taken because they are in big, big trouble. And the other one is left to do a good job. So let's keep lifting up the, uh, in prayer all those CEOs who are now in those positions that the Lord would raise up men and women in those positions to do a good job and not to do evil. And they'll be out too, right? Anyway, so you too must keep watch for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Other, understand this. If the homeowner knew exactly when the burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time for the Son of Man will come when least expected. So I'm glad glad to know that you are ready that you are stand, you've been standing guard that you are ready and you heard the call that you are continuing to listen to him on a daily basis you're here learning the word of god uh and getting uh understanding on on what is being uh, how it's being fulfilled in our day so you know what what a what an honor right what a privilege so a faithful servant sensible servant is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. You will have your reward. I tell you the truth. The master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. Wow. Listen to that. I don't know what that means, but wow. Pretty cool. What if the servant, though, is evil and thinks my master won't be back for a while and he begins beating the other servants, partying and getting drunk? The master will return unannounced and unexpected. He will cut the servant into pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's what's fixing to happen to these people. I'm telling you, I know the Lord's word and I do not play the consequences with the Lord he is kind and gracious and patient, but I, oh, the consequences are too heavy. Okay, so now he's finally finished answering the second question, which was, if you remember back when I said, it's when, what will be the signs of your return? 
Okay, so he's answered the first question. He answered the second question, and now the third question. And what is the sign of the end? Well, he doesn't necessarily go into the signs of the end, but he has three parables. I'm not going to go into detail on them because I've taken too long, but the the, uh, it's the parable. The first one is the parable of the bridesmaids or the virgins, the young virgins. And they have oils. Uh, five of them have oil in their lamps. The other five don't. They uh, And they trim their lamps to make sure that they are able to, to be lit up and light the darkness, right? And that is you and me. We have to ask the Holy Spirit to teach us, to guide us, to let us know. And I, I can't just say, oh, I'm going to give you, you know, I, I'll release some of mine and, and you can have, no, I need, I need it. I need all the wisdom and I need the Holy Spirit to guide me every second. So you, uh, you know, you too. Everybody else has to go buy oil. You got, you can get it free from the Lord, but ask Him to give you that wisdom that you need. So He told about that. And then the next, the next story he has is the parable of the three servants. This is in chapter. Matthew 12, chapter 25. The, the servants, he gave them all these talents, all these gifts, to, okay? And it could be that you've been given a position. It may be that you've been given, um, it may be a, a physical talent. Maybe you've been given money. Whatever the Lord has given to you, he wants to see what kind of, um, how are you investing that? What are you using that for? Is it is it giving him a good um, uh, uh, payback for what he's put into you? He's given us breath, right? He's given us, and actually... He, my fingers, right now, I've, I don't have my weapon, but anyway, I'm still trying to type with one finger, right? So whatever he has given you, go, 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 right? And uh, and use it so that it, it gives him great glory, right? And and is a benefit to his kingdom. So that's, you know, and he... That's an, it's an amazing story. You've got to listen to that, uh, his story about that, because I want to be the one that Jesus says, I can give you I, even more, because um, you've done a great job. Um, it's not about stuff. It's about his presence, about his blessing, about his spirit upon us. I don't want to have anything to do with the dark side at all. Anyway, so the next story, the third one is um, when the Son of Man comes in glory, he will sit on his glorious throne and he will separate the sheep from the goats. So that's the sign of the end. Okay, that's a different time. I don't think that's what we're doing right now. Right now we're going into the millennial reign, a thousand years of uh, Christ reigning on this earth, the beast and the false prophet and uh, uh, the devil we cast into the abyss for a thousand years. After the thousand years, then we'll get to the end. Then we'll get the new bodies. Then we'll get to be with all of our family members. Then all of that. But right now, um, so he's answering the, their question about what is the sign of the end. So those three questions. So now I think that can be helpful uh, that you won't fall t fall prey to, oh, that everything's going to blow up and we're going to be, you know, in flames. And no, and we're going to be chipped and all that. No, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. The great thing is the Lord has come uh, to rule and uh, he's assumed his role. The kingdom is coming, the sign in the heaven and the signs on the earth. If I just saw the sign in the heaven, I didn't see all this other stuff happening. Then I'd be like, well, that was beautiful. But no, we see the CEOs resigning. We see the federal indictments. We see Gemmo being in, in uh, increase. We see um, just 1,100 pages of seized assets. Okay, so keep it going, guys. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna let's pray, 
and then we're going we're gonna to get back out there in the battlefield and charge, right? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Your word is our stabilizing force that you speak to us through your word, Lord. But we can't understanding it, understand it except by your spirit. So trim our lamps, Lord, so that we understand your word. Help give us oil so that we understand it. We humble ourselves before you recognize that we can't understand any of this without you teaching us. So, uh, But you told us, you promised that you will guide us into all truth. So we are, we're asking you to, to reveal your truth to us. Thank you for, um, for what you've taught us this very day. I pray, we pray together that all of these weapons that have been formed against us, none of them will prosper, that they would all come to absolutely nothing, but that you would strengthen each one of us to fight on the battlefield wherever you would have us to fight, Lord, that we would use the talents that you have given to us and we would multiply them. And Lord, in your hands, they can multiply like the fish and the loaves. Thank you, Lord. We we, uh, stand in prayer. We stand calling upon you because we know when we do that we will see you do mighty, amazing things. We give you thanks and we give you praise for what you're doing in our day that we're going to get to see it. Lord, please don't let me hurt myself or any of my, my other patriots. Keep us all alive to see this day. Protect our great men and women in the military. Protect our president. Protect our cabinet. Protect Sessions. Protect all those who are in harm's way and, and surround us as with a shield, Lord, so that nothing, no weapon formed against us can prosper. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, I will see you next time. Hey, I want to sing a song for you guys. Um, So if you want to, you can click out if you don't want to hear me sing. (laughs) But uh, I was in church one day, and uh, we were actually in uh, Hilton Head with my folks, and this girl started singing this song. I'd never heard this song before. And I was just mesmerized by the lyrics. And uh, so then after we left, I'm messing with my phone, which my mother really does not, not like for me to mess with my phone. when We're supposed to be having family time, but I wanted to remember the lyrics so I could find that song and learn it. So this is it. And I hope you love it. Um, it's called You're My Beloved. And I just think it's a beautiful song for you to just sing in your heart so sing along with me or you know just have this melody in your heart because this is the way the Lord looks at us this is the way he uh, thinks of us you're my beloved you're my bride to sing over you is my delight come away with me Under my mercy, come and wait till we are standing face to face. I see no stain on you, my child. You're beautiful to me. I sing over you my song of peace. Cast all your care down at my feet. Come and find your rest in me. I'll breathe my life inside of you. I'll bear you up. 
strength. I'll take you to my quiet waters. I'll restore your soul. Come rest in me and be made whole. You're my beloved, you're my bride. To sing over you is my delight. Come over.